Well, we're starting a brand new series today on great grace. How many of you know that grace is a big subject? We could say it's mega. And that's why it's so important for us to minister along these lines several times over the course of the years. Just consider a few thoughts and a few scriptures before we look at our text this morning. The Bible says the Lord is gracious. He's the giver of grace. He is the God of all grace. His throne is a throne of grace. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of grace. Our message, the gospel of the grace of God and the word of His grace. And it was by grace that Jesus Christ tasted death for every man. We are to abound in grace. We are to be strong in grace. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, I want to remind you of Acts chapter 3. Peter and John were heading to the temple at the hour of prayer, which was about 3 p.m. And there was a man that was lame from his mother, from birth, really. And he was there begging, and he was asking for alms. And they turned and looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what did he do? He rose up and he walked. And people were astounded and people were amazed. And many people gave the glory to God, but the religious leaders got upset. Because you see, they thought that when they had crucified Christ and buried him, it was over with. I mean, they thought that literally someone came in the tomb and stole the body of Jesus. But we know better. We know better. We know that Jesus is alive. He was raised from the dead. Amen. And so they were very upset and they commanded Peter and John never to teach or to preach any more at all or even mention the name of Jesus. Well, that didn't work. I mean, how could they not speak in that name? How could they not teach in that name? And then they found really no reason to punish them, so they let them go. And being let go, the Bible says, they went into their own company. And they reported everything that the religious leaders of that day had said. And they said, and now, Lord, they lifted up their voice as a company of believers. And they said, now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth your hand to heal and grant unto thy servants, praise God, signs and wonders. And they prayed things like this, stretch forth your hand, praise God, and glory to God, let the resurrection power of God flow. And you know what? God heard that prayer and God answered that prayer. And he's still watching over those prayers to perform it today. And he's watching over our prayers to perform them. Amen? Everyone shout signs and wonders in the churches today, in the earth today. So let's pick it up in Acts chapter 4 and verse 33. Notice this with me. It says there, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace, what kind of grace? Great grace or mega grace was up on them all. Praise God. Something was on them bigger than them. From the least to the greatest, great grace was upon them. And I'm declaring that great grace is upon you. That great grace is in you. And that great grace is upon us as a church. Amen. In verse 33 of the Amplified says, And with great strength and ability... 
and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace, loving kindness, and everyone say favor. Favor and goodwill rested richly upon them all. Now, if you look in the Old Testament and you look in the New Testament at Hebrew words and Greek words, you'll oftentimes find that grace and favor are used interchangeably. And so, great grace, great favor, the word great means outstanding. It means phenomenal. It means extraordinary. It means exceptional. It means surpassing. That's what was on them all. And that's what is on you all. Say it with me. The favor of God, the grace of God is in me, on me, and going before me every day of my life. And so the grace of God is his favor. It is his anointing. It is his help. It is his ability. And it is support. And it is his wisdom. It is a gift from God. We received grace. Praise God when we received Jesus. He said in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, read it with me. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And guess what? It's not of works. It's not a performance. Lest any man should boast. So we see then that we're saved by grace and we are to live by grace. Praise the Lord. And we access this mega grace with our faith. And you have faith. Now notice with me in Romans 5 too. You guys are doing so good today. Let's read together. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Unlimited access. To unlimited grace. Unlimited access to unlimited favor. And it is there for those who believe. And it is there for those who receive. For Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more those who receive abundance. Come on abundance what kind of grace abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness what are we going to do we are going to reign in life through mega grace through abundance of favor in and on our lives oh hallelujah and here's the good news I got good news for you this morning the good news is this all of us can have more of it than we're experiencing right now. Do we have anybody interested in more grace? Greater grace in our lives. Amen. And great grace, it makes all the difference in our lives. You know, Noah experienced great grace. Look at Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5 and 6. And it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil only continue, evil continually. And it repented the Lord. Think about that. 
that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I'm going to destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and every creeping thing in the falls of the air, for it repents me that I have made him. But now notice verse 8. Let's read it real strong together. But Noah found grace. Noah found what? It was great grace. Noah found great favor in the eyes of the Lord. Did favor make a difference for Noah and his family? (laughs) Great favor, great grace turned an unsurvivable event in survivable. Glory to God. When they could have gone down, they didn't go down because God told them to build an ark. And Noah faithfully built the ark. You know, when you're faithful to God, it positions you for greater grace in your life. Well, that, y'all bottle that up right now. That's good. Great faithfulness, great favor. Hallelujah. So what we're saying this morning is in the context of this, what destroys other people cannot destroy us. Why? Because we've got great favor. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. But what's going to happen? It will not come near me. Say it with me real strong. It shall not. It shall not come near me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Folks, the flood's coming. The flood's already here. All you've got to do is look at Israel. All you've got to do is look at the border. All you've got to do is look at the news and it's without a doubt that the flood is coming and the flood is here. But Noah built an ark out of wood, but you and I build an ark of safety out of the word of God and out of the confession of our mouth that no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. And when folks stand amazed at what God is doing in your life, and when folks ask you, what is it? What has happened to you? Praise God. Well, you're not going to say this. Well, us Thomases are just tough people. You know, us Andersons are just tough people. No, praise God. We'll just be able to say we have what we have. We can do what we can do. We are what we are by the grace of God. We're safe by the grace of God. We are in the ark of safety by the grace of Almighty God. So look at your neighbor and say, Grace allows us to be safe. Now here's a very, very vital point in the message this morning. There are some who are experiencing more of His grace and more of His favor than others. And it's not that others couldn't if they would just make some changes or if they would just do some things that God has placed before them to do. See, when God gives us a word, 
We're not just to take that word and go like this. We're to take that word and we're to do that word. We said earlier that faithfulness positions us for greater favor and greater grace. So what are we waiting on? We must and should be faithful. Praise the Lord. Mm, Glory to God. Now the good news, I've said it before, you can have more. The grace of God and the favor of God in our lives can be increased. It can become greater. Now grace often knocks on our door as an opportunity from the Lord. In other words, God places some things right at the door of your life and says, son, daughter, now here is a golden opportunity that I'm affording to you and it's all because I love you and because great grace is in your life. Now, what I got this morning is when those doors of opportunities come your way and knock on the door of your life, don't allow fear to keep you from going through the door. Many times people are afforded opportunities, but because of low self-worth and insecurity, they think things like, oh, that could never be me. I could never do that. No, you can't, not in and of yourself, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Every one of us are afforded great doors of opportunities. Now, here's the great news I've got for you today. He not only furnishes you the opportunity, but He gives you the ability to carry out what that opportunity has been afforded to you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Say it with me. Great opportunities and great abilities by the grace of God. Oh, glory to God. You can count on Him to give you the wisdom, the strength, and everything that you need to accomplish what you now have the opportunity to do. Come on, saints. Let's enter in. Let's walk in the Spirit. Let's walk in those things that God has really foreordained to you and for you from before the foundation of the earth. It's time for the abilities and the opportunities that He has given us to come forth and for us to be trophies of the grace of God. Hallelujah. So what we're saying today is this. Grace, it's big. Grace is big. What does this mean? Well, in part it means what we've not been able to do up to this point We can do it now because of the grace of God. How would greater grace affect your life? Perhaps it's in this area. The things that you've struggled with. The things that you've struggled with to do will now be easy to do. Or the things that you've failed to do with enough grace, you can do it now. 
Folks, I'm telling you, with enough grace in your life, you can do anything. You can receive anything. Maybe you've struggled with addictions. I don't know what kind of addictions, but oh, thank God when mega grace comes on your life. The grace of God is more than enough for you. It is sufficient for you, not only, not only to set you free, but to keep you free. Hallelujah. Say it with me, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Oh, but Pastor Mark, I've struggled with this for years. It came upon me when I was just a child. I've struggled with this and I've struggled with that. Well, thank God, God's grace is more than enough for you. Praise God to set you free and to keep you free. Hallelujah. You can be the husband you ought to be. I thought the wives might say amen. You can be the mother you're supposed to be. You can be the man of God or the woman of God. You should be and can be. Come on, how many of you are hungry for greater grace? Hallelujah. Come on, shout with me. Great grace in my life. Hallelujah. Now look with me over to Luke, the first chapter, and we'll notice in verse 28. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Now, of course, Brenda read this last week. Uh, during the Mother's Day message. And man, we enjoyed that, didn't we? In Luke one twenty-eight, it says, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art... What, what favored? Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. And then he said, Blessed are you among women. So the word highly tells me that there are different degrees of favor. There's different degrees of favor. You can have more favor tomorrow than you did today. And we're going to talk about how then we can see an increase of favor in our lives throughout this series. But notice with me, she was highly favored. And one of the earmarks of her being highly favored was this is the Lord is with you. Now we know that the Lord is for us. And we know that the Lord is in us. But how many of you know, it's a wonderful thing to have the Lord with you. In your everyday walk. In your decisions. In your parenting. In your businesses. In whatever your lot is in life, in whatever direction you head out in, oh man, you want the Lord with you. You want His favor upon what He has enabled you to do. And somebody said amen. Amen. Now, when you get around a person that has favor on their lives and mega grace, you can sense it. You can just feel it. There is an anointing upon God's favorite. I'm going to say it this way. There is an unction on God's favorites. And you are God's favorite. Say that with me. I am God's favorite. Hallelujah. 
And the interesting thing about this favor that Mary was highly favored with, not only was he with her, but the favor of God impacted generation upon generation upon generation upon generation, even today. And folks, when the favor of God is on your life, it will not only affect your life, but it will affect others around you. Oh, do you want others to be affected by the favor of God on your life? Hallelujah. I mean, if you're a businessman, if you're a a business owner, when you're highly favored and the favor of God is upon your employment, when the favor of God is upon you, how many of you know it's going to be upon your employees? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Favor. Everyone shout favor three times. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Back in 1976, uh, I left Minnesota and went down to Raymond Bible Training Center to get some training for ministry. Of course, that's where I met Brenda, and we got married in 1977. But there was a place in downtown Tulsa called Semco. Semco was an engineering company where you put together uh, different things for oil rigs, and it was a machine shop. Well, I had absolutely no training in being a machine shop technician. I barely knew the difference between a hammer and a screwdriver. I mean, my first job after I got off drugs was working in a turkey factory. And then, because of the favor of God in my life, I was promoted to Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) I went from turkeys to chickens. But the year before, my pastor, Jim Caseman, had just graduated from RBTC. And Jim, being a German and growing up a farm, I mean, that man could put the product out. He worked in that machine shop, and he was the best employer they had. He was awesome. And just based on his word alone, I and several other students got hired. They didn't even put me to the test, thank God. I grew as I went, but the favor of God on his life afforded opportunities for other students. His faithfulness, his diligence, his tenacity, and his work ethic not only blessed him and Kathleen, but it blessed other people. And the same thing will happen with you. When you go about your life and conduct your life with the spirit of excellence, it will be seen, it will be known, and all you'll have to do is say, yeah, hire this person, hire that person, and they'll do it just because of your word. Come on, let's lift our hands up. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Woo, hallelujah. And incidentally, I got a little bit better in the machine shop work, but not much. Now notice Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Read that with me. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. So we see that grace and favor made a huge difference in her life and it affected others. Listen to this statement. 
what comes to us by the grace of God will bless others. Now go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 40. Luke the second chapter and verse 40. How many of you are believe in God with me today? This is a big subject. And we're just kind of launching out in it today. Praise God. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 40. Now this is speaking of Jesus. Very interesting. It says, and the child grew. Of course, he grew physically. But he also grew spiritually. And he waxed strong in what? In spirit. Filled with wisdom. Read the rest with me. Hallelujah. And the grace of God was upon him. Now notice in verse 52. In verse 52, let's read this together. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. He increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with who? Not just God, but also man. You know, a good confession to make regularly is this. I have favor with God and with man. Now, the interesting thing about having favor with man is you won't have to try to make it happen. You won't have to try to talk him down. You won't have to try to get the best deal in town. You just carry yourself as a covenant child of a covenant-keeping King of kings and Lord of lords, and you walk out the plan of God, and you will see the favor of God come upon your life and favor with man. Praise God. But there's a big difference of having faith in favor with man than manipulating man to get favor. I mean, how would you like to be continually manipulated over something in your life? It gets irritating. And we as men and women of God should not be irritants. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. And we are to carry ourselves with great wisdom. Say it with me, I have great favor with a great God. And I have favor with man. Oh, hallelujah. Increase. Increase. I prophesy increase of favor over your life, over this church. Hallelujah. Now, we can establish in more than two or three witnesses that grace and favor can be increased. Okay? Look at 2 Peter now. And notice with me in chapter 3 and verse 18. 2 Peter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Now notice, grow in grace and in the knowledge of of the Lord. Now notice the Passion Translation. It says this, but continue to grow and increase in God's grace 
and I like how it says this, and intimacy with our Lord and Savior. I believe this, that growing in intimacy with the Master by pursuing Him as we taught in last few weeks will position us to grow in favor and grow in grace. Hallelujah. Grow in grace. Grow in grace and in intimacy. Amen. So how then would this affect us if we grew in grace? Well, look with James chapter 4 and look with me at verse 6. How then do we qualify for more grace? Have you picked up some of them already? Faithfulness? Everyone say faithfulness. Intimacy. Amen. Now notice this. How do we qualify for more grace? This is a big one. But he gives, what? He gives more grace or greater grace. Wherefore he said, God resists the proud. Who does he give grace to? He gives grace to the humble. Now notice with me again in the Passion Translation, it says this, but he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us, for it says, God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace when you're humble. So it's safe for us to say that he gives more grace to the humble, but what happens to the proud? The proud get resisted. And it's the same word where it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We don't want God resisting us. We want God embracing us. We want God enabling us to grow in favor and in the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. D.L. Moody said this. He said, God sends no one away empty except those who are full of themselves. Grow in humility and grow in grace. So what does a humble person look like? I mean, it's a huge subject. We don't have time to go into it in depth. But basically, a humble person is one that is totally dependent on God. One person said it this way. The moment we think or say, okay, God, I got this. I can take it from here. We have ceased to recognize our absolute need for him. What are we saying this morning? We're saying that we must never let go of the awareness of our need for God's sustaining grace. Folks, as long as we acknowledge our need for Him, we can continue to enjoy, experience, and benefit from the great grace growing on the inside of our lives. I love what one person said. He said this, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. 
you know, we don't want to get into some sort of false pride. You know, I'm just an old unworthy worm and I'm saved by grace. You know, I'm just, that's false humility. Real humility takes this word, finds out who you are, where you are, and what you have in Christ Jesus, and boldly opens your mouth and declares what God's word says about you. A truly humble person at the top of every decision in their life that needs to be made will acknowledge him first. That's what the book of Proverbs says. He says, in all of your ways, do what? Acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. Oh, folks, I'm telling you, there's grace flowing in this house right now. There's grace for a lifetime. There's grace for moms. There's grace for employers. There's grace for people on the job. There's grace for you to know what to say and what not to say. The grace of God is all around us today. Let's lift up our hands and give Him praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we commit, Lord, to living, praise God, under the great grace of God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are here in this place. In the adjustments that need to be made, Lord, we make those adjustments right now. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that you may exalt us in due time. We purpose in our heart, Lord, to be faithful faithful to your word, faithful to your plan. And as we are, we shall grow and we shall increase in the favor of God. Amen. Well, we started out this service by one question. Did you wear your shouting clothes? You know, sometimes preaching is like kind of like being a surgeon. You know, you say some things that maybe cut a little bit, especially about humility. Well, I don't have a problem with with humility. Yes, you do. You just said it. You're humble and you're proud of it. (laughs) But it's somewhat like being a... I mean, you you talk about faithfulness and, and you talk about certain things in people's lives and People set up boundaries. But thank God all those boundaries are down today. Amen? But I ask you again, did you wear your shouting clothes? Praise God. Good news. Good news. Look at John chapter 1, if you would. John, the first chapter. John chapter 1, verses 14 through verse 16. This speaking of Jesus. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. He was full of what? He was full of grace and truth. We saw in Luke 1 that He was increasing in grace. And John 1 tells us here that He was full of grace. Amen. And then in verse 14... Uh, Another translation says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I read that already. Verse 15 and 16. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This 
was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16. And of his fullness have we all received. He was full of what? He was full of grace. And of his fullness have we all received. And, notice this with me, and grace for grace. Everyone say, and grace for grace. Now that's just a little bit blind to us. Young's translation says it this way. And out of the fullness did we all receive and grace over against grace. Grace over against grace. This portrays a picture of stacked grace. This portrays a picture of layered or grace upon grace. Stacked upon stacked. Blessing upon blessing. Favor upon favor. Every day of your life and everywhere you go. Amen. Now, I like how the Amplified says it. And I think this really, really uh, makes it very clear. In verse 16 of the Amplified, it says, For out of His fullness, everyone say abundance, we have all received all had a share and were all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's something to get happy about. What if you were to wake up every morning and say this, I have received, praise God, great grace in my life. Blessing upon blessing, favor upon favor is mine today. How would that affect you if you had 30% more grace added to your life? How would it affect you if you had 50% more grace? Let me remind you, His grace is your help. There is a throne called the throne of? And at the throne of grace, we receive what? We receive mercy and we find help in our time of need. And throughout our lives, the crisis of life come to all of us. We will all face tests. We will all face tribulations. But Jesus said this, Don't be moved by that. Rather be of good cheer, for I have already overcome the world and deprived it of its power to hurt you or to harm you in any way. But as we go through our journey of life, we are going to hit some bumps in the road. We're going to face disappointments. We're going to have loved ones that go on to be with the Lord perhaps sooner than we thought. We are going to face possible employment challenges. I mean, dear Lord, in the last year, we have faced a pandemic. 
There's no way that you and I could have ever made it through this pandemic without His grace. There's no way that you could have gone from March 2020 to May 16th, 2021 without the great favor and the great grace upon your life. And even though many of you have faced great challenges and great tests and even great disappointments, because you didn't let go of His grace, because you didn't quit, because you didn't throw up your hands and blame God, but even though you may not have understood some of the things that you have faced, you've leaned in, you've trusted in the Most High God, the great grace giver, and His grace gave you help in your time of need. And you're kama sokorete kama sike. And you've come through and you're coming through. You've come through and you're coming through. That's what I get in my spirit. You've come this far by the grace of God. And the grace of God is going to carry you all the way through into the shores of glory. So don't give up and don't quit. Rather rise up in the name of Jesus and declare that His grace is sufficient for me. His grace is more than enough for me. I've come this far by faith and I'm going to make it all the way by faith and all the way by the grace of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I may have been knocked down. My faith may have been shaken, but I'm not staying down. I'm getting up. I'm rising up. His grace is lifting me. His grace is raising me. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Come on, somebody. Shout to the Lord. And this comes up in my spirit. Payday, 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 payday. What the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn around for good. Some way, somehow, on your journey, on your path of life, you're going to be recompensed. It's going to be payday for you. Woo! Glory to God. Layers upon layers for the layers and for the seasons of life. Grace at babies being born. Grace near the deathbed. Oh, His grace will carry you all the way through. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is more than enough for you on that new job. That thing that you thought you'd never get, that thing you thought you'd never be able to do, you'll be able to do it now. Because the grace of God is upon you and it's carrying you. It's enabling you. It's equipping you, glory to God, with all that you need to do the will of God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Say with me, for the Lord is good. And His mercy endureth forever. Say it a couple more times, for the Lord is good. And His mercy endureth forever. One more time, for the Lord is good. And His mercy and... Woo, glory, glory. And they casa kalinde. And naso komote ekeshe enokote ne ekoote. And not only shall there be an opening to the nations of the earth, 
Not only shall there be things that have been closed, opened by the power of God and by the grace of God, but along with that opening comes the opening of the windows of heaven. Along with the opening comes clouds of glory and great rains of the Spirit falling upon this nation, falling upon the Philippines, falling upon Europe, falling all over the earth. The grace of God and the glory of God shall be seen and shall be known far and wide. For I am working, I am moving, I am causing things to be arranged even now. So do not be distraught. Glory to God. Rise up and praise me and know that the Lord's hand is upon it all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! <laughs> His grace is your help. His grace is... So don't throw up your hands and say, what are we going to do? i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to believe God. We're going to trust God. We're going to lean heavily on the grace of God. <laughs> what does this mean? This means things that have been a struggle now become easy. Things we haven't been able to do, we'll be able to do. Things we've come up short in, praise God, we'll put it behind us and walk in victory. What was impossible now becomes possible by the great grace of God. Hallelujah! What was out of reach is now within reach. We can take it. We can receive it. We can have it by the grace of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Pastor Tom, glory to God. Are you ready for one more scripture? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I hope you're encouraged today. I hope you're encouraged. Somebody says, well, I've failed. I've missed it. Who hasn't? We've all failed. We've all missed it. But we don't have to fall backwards. We can fall forwards into the arms of the great grace giver. Hallelujah. And he will lift us up. And he will enable us to walk in victory. One more scripture. Proverbs 19 and verse 12. Notice this verse. It says, The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion. Read the rest with me. But his favor... <laughs> He's raining favor on you today. One translation says, But His sweet favor is like a gentle, refreshing rain. Let's stand up and say, Lord, let it rain, Lord. Oh, let the dew of heaven fall upon our thirsty soul. You said your favor and your grace is like the dew upon the grass. On us all, Lord, each and every one, a greater, greater measure of grace. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, I desire with all of my heart to grow in the grace of God. Show me, precious Holy Spirit, how to position myself according to your word for greater favor and greater grace on my life. Thank you, Lord. I'm hungry for more of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God.